Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. <laughs> What's going on? I feel like a million dollars. Let me check out that ring. What's up, TMZ? How'd you find me, bro? I got my disguise on. What's up, man? TMZ Sports. Hold on. Welcome to TMZ Sports. I'm Mike Babcock. My man, as always, Mojo Mutati. Mojo, we're going to start with Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, who still on that uh, vacation in Italy. Uh, remember, right, there There, Michael was with his old buddy Magic Johnson and, and Samuel L. Jackson and a couple other friends. They were, uh, I believe that was in Capri. Michael did not get on Magic Shot. He has been having his own family vacation with his beautiful wife. Mojo, they are in Sardinia, beautiful place. It's not the, uh, the location, though, that I want to talk about. It's Michael's wardrobe, Mojo, and whether or not he might actually be sending a little bit of a message with the wardrobe. Let, let me explain. So, of course, Michael Jordan is synonymous with number 23. Mojo might not have been a big deal had there not been some big news involving LeBron James and the number 23 just from a few days ago. So over the weekend, Mojo, the story broke that LeBron James, who has been wearing a number six with the L.A. Lakers for the past couple of seasons, LeBron is going to change his number back to 23 because he wants, uh, the story goes, to show respect to Bill Russell. Of course, Bill Russell, the, the late NBA legend, the most winningest player in NBA history, and he wore number six. And the NBA said, we're going to retire that number across the league. But... LeBron James and other people who have been wearing that number, your grandfather then, so you don't have to switch numbers. So this is not something, Mojo, that the NBA is making LeBron do, but he is making uh, the choice to wear number 23. And now, Michael Jordan on vacation wearing that number 23. A lot of people believe, Mojo, that that is MJ saying, hey, I am 23, not you, LeBron. What do you think, Mojo? Are we reading too much into this? Am I reading too much into this? Where is the subtlety here? There is none whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, for LeBron to say this is a tribute to another player, sure, man. Yeah, we'll believe that. <laughs> no one's believing that. That's ridiculous. The biggest point of discussion in basketball for years now is who is the GOAT? Is it Michael Jordan or is it LeBron James? It is the most polarizing question in basketball today. These guys are obviously going to cast their own opinions and try to find subtle ways, albeit not subtle ways, to go ahead and reinforce these claims. I mean, to say that, that's one thing. We know that's not the case. But for Michael Jordan here, let's just take a look at this shirt, Babcock. It is an all-black shirt yep. with all-white numbers, the yep. most contrasting colors <laughs> on the color wheel yep. with no other words, no other numbers, no other designs. I mean, this is point blank. This is a statement right here. There is no coincidence about this whatsoever. I knew you'd have my back. Knew it. I think everyone at home has your back, too. No one's going to fight you here on this. 
subtlety. Yeah, right. <laughs>All right, Mojo, moving on, but we're going to stick right here with LeBron James. And LeBron James, look, still playing Mojo, but I think everyone can agree that LeBron James is in the latter parts of his career. And sooner or later, he is going to hang it up. We know it's not going to happen this upcoming season, but who knows how many more seasons LeBron will play. And that then begs the question... Where might statues be erected? You know, LeBron has played in Los Angeles. He's played in Cleveland. And, of course, he has played in Miami. He's won championships, Mojo, at all three stops. Of course, won one championship in L.A. a few years back in the bubble. Won uh, one championship in his 11 seasons in Cleveland. Two different stints. And he won two championships with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh in Miami. So, does he get a statue in all three places? Does he get a statue in none of the cities? That is the question, Mojo, that we asked uh, another former NBA superstar and a guy who is a, a legend himself, James Worthy. James Worthy, of course, was a member of the Showtime Lakers. He is one of uh, he's one of the greatest basketball players ever. He won three championships alongside Magic Johnson. He was a seven-time All-Star, and he's truly one of the greatest Lakers to ever put on the purple and gold. We recently saw him, Mojo, and we asked him about those statues and just where LeBron might or might not deserve him. Here's what James Worthy had to say. Everyone's a LeBron fan. I mean, does LeBron deserve to have a statue outside of the arena? Is that too much, or is That's, that? You know, you know, it depends on what he does here. Okay. I don't personally, and I think he would agree. He hadn't been there long enough. Uh, I think you know he's won a championship, but I think his overall greatness. You know, when you have a player like LeBron, who breaks Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's record in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. does it as a, as a Laker, then wins a championship as a Laker, you can't argue that he he, he could get a statue mm -hmm. uh, in Los Angeles. So And he could get one in Cleveland as well. Okay. So I don't know about Miami, but bringing one to Cleveland and Los Angeles is, is doable, in my opinion. So Cleveland and Los Angeles, he says no to Miami, which, of course, like we just said, Mojo, is the place where he won – more championships than anywhere else. He won two in Miami. He only won one at the other two stops. Yeah, interesting he would say no to Miami, but obviously this gentleman knows <laughs> exactly what he's talking yeah. about. <laughs> it's fair. Look, if, if you're asking me if you're the MVP of the team and you win your city a title, sure, it definitely puts you in the discussion. You win yeah. multiple titles. It gets stronger every year. If you win a title for a city that's never won one, yeah. now we're seriously talking. But yes. if you win a title for a team that might be used to having them, that's had other previous greats take them to the top, like the Lakers, well, I don't know if that situation makes a lot of sense to me. So, yeah, Cleveland, put up a statue. L.A., nah. Miami, maybe. Yeah, I, I could not agree more with you, Mojo. So he is from the Cleveland area. Of course, he's from Akron, Ohio. So he is Cleveland's son. He was there 11 years. That's significantly longer than any other stop. And he brought them their first title. There is no question about Cleveland. He, he had that statue built in Cleveland years ago. As soon as uh, they won that championship, as soon as the Cavs beat the Warriors, statue was, was in Cleveland. That, that's never up for debate. Mojo, the Lakers have won 17 titles, and LeBron has accounted for one of those. And they have had some of the greatest basketball players of all time. 
Will Chamberlain, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson, Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal, James Worthy. Look, LeBron might be better than all of those guys, uh, maybe not one or two, but clearly one of the greatest players of all time. I don't think that's enough. He hasn't been in L.A. long enough. Maybe if he wins another one or two chips in L.A., then you could convince me. I don't think Miami, I don't think he deserves one there either. Four seasons, not enough time. If you want to give a statue to somebody in Miami, Dwayne Wade is the man there. So give Dwayne his statue in Miami. LeBron doesn't need one there. Certainly, Cleveland deserves a statue. Mojo, the summer of Steph Curry continues. We saw him, uh, first active player in almost 20 years to win that big-time celebrity golf tournament, the uh, American Century Golf Tournament in Lake Tahoe. So he wins that, super impressive. Then Mojo uh, hops on a flight and flies to Brooklyn, uh, Brooklyn, New York, because Drake was in uh, the city. Uh, of course, he is on his uh, It's All a Blur tour, big-time tour, one of the biggest in the country right now. And uh, when you're the four-time champion, you even get a shout-out from Drizzy himself. Mojo, take a look. Why not my brother would be in the building? They say we look alike, but they really see the Make some noise for my brother Steph Curry in the building one time. And, of course, the lovely Alicia Curry. Mama Bear, you know. That crowd, I don't know. Nets and a Knicks crowd, a little bit too loud for my liking for Steph Curry, but. I <laughs> <laughs> love that, man. God. Look, this, this is the cool thing right here. You always got to love when, when stars support each other yeah. and, and show one another love. And I can tell you, man, this was really cool for Steph. I yeah. guarantee it. Obviously, being in front of massive crowds, losing their mind, the most passionate fans in the world. This is not new to Steph Curry. Yeah. He is in front of crowds like that multiple times a week, yeah. every single week. But when it's something outside of your own personal discipline, your own area of specialty, it just hits a little different. It's extra cool. Also knowing that he's there as a fan, as a friend, and he doesn't have to perform later. He's off the clock. <laughs> Always fun when you get shown some love on that. But uh, really cool thing by Drake here. And, uh, yeah, I mean, if you got a doppelganger, you got to show you got to show love, right? Shout yeah. out to Travis Kelsey. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We know that Drake is a big-time basketball fan. He loves the NBA. He's a, he's a, a diehard Raptors fan. But the man obviously appreciates greatness and – if anyone's great, it's it's Steph Curry. So very cool to see. When Steph Curry's contract up, 83 <laughs> years. Well, maybe maybe Drake will. Uh, he's working on that next one. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Ray Ban, Good American, and Ulta. Rakuten is how in the no shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. I'll be shopping for apparel and electronics, and you can save on everything you need for the summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of Big Give Week's 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Just go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. 
Shoppers get it. Welcome back to TMZ Sports, Mike and Mojo. Mojo, Russell Okun was a, a heck of a good lineman. The guy made two Pro Bowls, won a Super Bowl in Seattle, but not uh, playing anymore, uh, uh, certainly uh, not on anybody's offensive line anymore. And uh, the man was a, was a big dude, Mojo, played at over 300 pounds, but now that, uh, that he's hung up uh, the shoulder pads, wanted to drop a little bit of weight, and he went about it in a really – interesting and what I think was a crazy disciplined way, Mojo. So Russell actually just completed a 40-day water fast, meaning he, just like it sounds, he did not eat anything besides water throughout this 40-day period, and he ended up losing 56 pounds. Now, you might say to yourself, oh, I would have expected that he would have lost more weight. This is actually the second 40-day fast that he has done since retiring from the NFL. The first time he dropped over 100 pounds. He ends up weighing now, Mojo, 192 pounds. You see him on day 40. He looks significantly more thin than day one. Look, you might make the argument that he looked more fit and healthier on day one, but he certainly did lose a lot of weight for himself, Mojo. Now, before we get into this fast, I, I think this is fascinating because Way back in the day, I'm talking about in 2011, we actually had a conversation with Russell about weight management, but not losing weight, about how he keeps the weight on. You know this better than anybody, Mojo. You need mass to be a a lineman in the NFL. Here's what Russell said in 2011, then we'll get back and talk about this fast. So what what is your diet? What's the secret, man? No secret, man. Eat, eat, Eat well, take care of yourself. Set the goal, make it happen. So low carb? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> low carb fried chicken. <laughs> I told you, that's what I'm saying, dog. Y'all just think, I mean, you can just put it on. Fried chicken, know? no salads. No salads. No healthy. <laughs> and now he's drinking just water, Mojo. <laughs> yeah, right? What a, what a change. I mean, yeah, you're not going to stay over 300 pounds by only having salad. No. It's just not gonna happen your coaches they might not tell you exactly how to get to that number but you know at the end of the day if you're a nose guard and offensive tackle there's kind of a minimum threshold for weight or else you're going to be out of there (laughs) i can tell you that firsthand i've been released from a contract before because i was too light for the position i know exactly what he's going through and you actually said what was key here the most impressive thing about this is that this was not his first weight cut. The first weight cut is extremely easy for a guy that had to eat constantly and work at being that big, just like what I went through when I was playing. I lost 60 pounds in seven weeks when I was done with football. And it it wasn't even challenging. I just started eating like a normal guy and, and switched up my workouts and the weight just fell out. And that's what happened to Russell the first time. But to do that again, My goodness, that would have been extremely difficult because then you start to close in on what your body's natural weight should be. And to get past that number, that's when you have to do something extreme. So doing a water only diet 
First of all, I tried to do that. I didn't even make it one day. I couldn't I, I sleep couldn't. at night. You, you can't sleep. You're so hungry. I, the, the discipline that he showed to be able to complete that, that it blows me away. It, it, it really does. I, I know I would not have a, a chance in you know what, you know where to, to do this. Uh, it just seems impossible. We are talking about a guy who was one of the greatest players in the NFL at his position. Yeah. And we're talking about a person who is not competing anymore, but that competitive drive and spirit doesn't go away. That sticks with you. And you're looking for challenges later in your life when your playing career is done. And maybe that's what we're dealing with right here. He wanted a challenge. He wanted something he could really commit to, to test himself, to see how tough he was mentally. And that was the X factor here. That's what allowed him to get over that edge to just have life's next big challenge. And man, my goodness, again, this isn't the first time he did this. This was the second time, which was infinitely harder with infinitely tougher odds. My goodness, hats off to this guy. What a beast. My goodness, what else can this guy do? for MLB oddities. And who knew that Gwen Stefani was such a big Angels fan, but found it out last night. I'm, here I am, Yankees fan, watching the Yankees and the Angels uh, play. It's, it's uh, late in the game. Yankees up two runs. Best player in all of baseball, Shohei Otani, steps to the plate. Of course, the Yankees pitch to him for some reason. Boom, two-run blast, <laughs> center field. Bat flip, which has got a lot of people upset saying that he was showing up the Yankees. I, I said it a few weeks ago with uh, Ellie De La Cruz, get the guy out if you don't want him to flip the bat. I didn't like it either, but get him out. Uh, <laughs> and, and then, Mojo, we find out that Gwen Stefani's a big Angels fan. I was surprised. Yeah. <laughs> you got to love it, baby. You go out there and you crush it on the field, and then you look up and you got celebrity stars endorsing you. That's how you make a great moment even better. And, hey, man, we're talking about Gwen Stefani here who's got some pipes. I'm not sure there was anybody in that stadium that didn't hear her, Babecock. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. You know, it's going to be interesting to see. There are a ton of trade rumors surrounding Otani, and you know, we're going to find out, is Gwen Stefani an Otani fan or is she an Angels fan, depending on uh, where he, he likely ends up getting traded to, which could be the New York Yankees, so stay tuned there. Uh, Mojo, we're going to stick with Major League Baseball last night. The Giants playing the Reds in Cincinnati. Uh, they had uh, bad weather, Mojo, and the poor uh, grounds crew guy was swallowed up by the tarp. Watch this. We speak too soon? <laughs> someone else get eaten by the tarp? Oh, look out. Oh, God. Got to move. Close. High stepping. Oh, oh boy. There we go. Made oh, it. Oh, no. He got eaten by the tarp. He's he, under there. They're not somebody, even stopping. No pause. Somebody's going to get him out of there. behind. Fend for yourself. <laughs> He's doing the, the, the crawl. <laughs> He's under there somewhere. Uh, he, he may have stayed under there, Mojo. He might still be there. 
<laughs> yeah, he might still be there. Babcock, this is a nightmare. We got to ask this guy what oxygen is like under a tarp like that. And then from there, what's your strategy? Like, which direction do you head to for your escape plan? At that point, you're pretty much dead center. Right. I don't even know which direction you head, but the obvious answer might not be be the right one. I think you got to go out the side from there. And you can't see. You know, a, a baseball field, obviously, it's big. It's, it's 90 feet from base to base. So you've got quite a distance to crawl to, to uh, find, some da- find some daylight. And hopefully he, uh, he got out. If not, I'm sure when, when the rain stops and they, uh, when they play their next game, uh, you know, they'll, they'll find him somewhere around second base. He uh, swallowed up by the tarp monster, Mojo. Love, love when that happens. It's, it's, a, it's a, a work hazard of being on the grounds crew. We have got to go, Mojo. Uh, <laughs> speaking of baseball, we're going to talk some more baseball tomorrow. I like the theme here. I like that we're talking about baseball Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds, should he be in the Hall of Fame? Should he not be in the Hall of Fame, Mojo? It's, uh, it's the age-old debate when it comes to, uh, to baseball. Well, we are going to talk to former slugger, former star, all-star. This guy was one of the best players in the entire league uh, during his career, David Justice. Uh, David Justice, who uh, played against Barry Bonds for many years, has a very strong opinion on where Barry should be and whether or not he should actually be in Cooperstown. We're going to hear from David Justice tomorrow, Mojo, and that should make for a pretty great show. That's right, Babcock. You know where I'm going with this, pal. Where you going? It'll definitely make for the best.